Jay Burns and Ray Scotty. We are so excited to be back at it for the fifth time this month by popular demand. We will be discussing setting boundaries. You guys voted and we listened. We want all people in the Black community to be able to identify, set, and communicate healthy boundaries. So we would like to thank you guys again for tuning in each month and prioritizing your mental health. As you all, our listeners, are on a journey, well, by continuing to support Medicine for the Melanated and Misguided, it has demonstrated your commitment to your mental health and improving the mental health standards within the Black community. Yes, yes. So let's just go ahead and get on into it. We're going to start off with our question of the month. So Burns, what is one interest of yours that others in our listening community might not know about you? Well, I have two other interests that I rarely ever mention, but I've been discussing with some of my friends lately. Mm -hmm. Since I love school so much, I figure once I graduate with my doctorate, then I'm gonna go back for a short class in bartending. Oh, okay. You know what? I can see you doing that. Okay. Yes, that's something that I would love to do. Okay, what's your second thing? The second thing is I've been thinking about makeup a little bit. So maybe doing some makeup for weddings and going back for a class for that as well. Okay, it's the entrepreneurship for me. Okay. So what about you, Raven? What's something that you're interested in that uh, our listeners may not know about? Okay, so I'm going to take this as not necessarily like an, an interest that I like to do, but it's something that I'm very much so interested in. Like I watch this almost every day. Um, I actually just posted something on Instagram about it today. I like watching snake videos. So... <laughs> If you know me, you know that I love animals and snakes are a part of that. So I watched this um, guy on YouTube, he's on Instagram as well, and he's on Facebook. His name is Jay Prehistoric on all those platforms. And I just watch him um, hatch all the little python babies, the little boa constrictor babies, all of that. Like that is just something that just, I just love watching. I can't get enough of it. Oh no, you are better than I am because I can barely <laughs> deal with um, cats and dogs. Definitely not. Ooh, honey, I love it. So, that's something that we want to hear from you guys. So, what's some of your interests? Let us know. Last month, we discussed some homework. Our topic was attachment styles and love languages. So we asked you guys to identify your love language. We gave you guys the link to the um, quiz. 
So shoot us a DM on Facebook, on Twitter, social media platforms, Instagram included. Mm-hmm. If you have questions on how and attachment style affects your relationships, maybe we can answer some things for you. Yes, yes. Um, and I'm excited to hear some of you guys' love languages and attachment styles. And y'all did really good with interacting with us and selecting this topic of the month, which is setting boundaries. So let's just go ahead and talk about it. So Burns, tell us what are boundaries exactly? I'm glad that we actually um, get to talk about this topic. A lot of people wanted to hear it. So here's what boundaries are. Boundaries are guidelines, their limits, or we can call them rules that an individual sets for from themselves to distinguish what is acceptable, what is permitted, and what are secure behaviors for others around them will react when someone oversteps those perimeters. So those are boundaries. You got guidelines, limits, and rules. Hmm, talk about it, talk about it. So, Raven, why are we discussing setting boundaries on the Black Mental Health Podcast? You know what? I have just the right answer. By setting boundaries, we are better to number one, communicate our needs to others, because that's very important. People like to say communication is key, but also comprehension. Number two, make time and space for positive interactions. And number three, practice self-care and self-respect and set limits in a healthy way is the fourth one. Okay. So there are six different types of boundaries. And Burns, why don't you start us off start us off with the first one? So the first one we want to call physical boundaries. So physical boundaries, this is talking about your personal space, and this is includes touch. So for example, we got rules regarding someone either rummaging through your bedroom, through your clothes. Hmm. And the physical part. Is kissing. That's an example. Yes, I have very rigid physical boundaries. If I don't know you, if you don't know me, I need you not to be in my personal world. But if I can smell your breath, you might be a little too close to me. I don't care if it's still good or not. I need you to back up. Oh, yeah, that's that's a little too close if I can smell your breath. And that is something that's a um, society thing, too. Americans don't like people being within, like, arm-length distance from each other. In other cultures, people like to be right up close. They have maybe a hand on the shoulder, a hand on the arm. They like to have the constant eye contact. So that's something to keep in consideration as well. Um, our next one is intellectual boundaries. And so that consists of thoughts and ideas. So for instance, your limits in discussing your thoughts on politics. So if you've ever had an employer 
that has mentioned we don't discuss politics or religion while at work that is a boundary that they have set regardless of if you agree with it or not right and that can be a personal boundary as well because some people don't like to discuss it and early um, relationships or with certain family and friends because they know that it'll start an argument right mm-hmm. so another boundary is emotional boundaries and these include your feelings so this includes guidelines to how comfortable you are in sharing those feelings so you may be more comfortable sharing feelings with a certain family member than you are with your coworkers, for example. Right. And our next boundary is called sexual boundaries. So this consists of the emotional, intellectual, and physical aspects of sexuality. It's not limited to sexual comments and sexual touch. This is a very important boundary. Very much so. And this boundary can also be included when it comes to comments made on social media. Mm. You said something So our next boundary, material boundary, consists of things like money and possessions, such as who you're willing to share or let borrow your car. Or who you're willing to lend money to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So our last of the six boundaries includes time boundaries. How an individual uses their time, as in how time is split between activities such as hobbies, relationship, and work. And I also think it's important to mention here when somebody encroaches upon your time that you have set apart for them, but they arrive late or they don't show up and they're not prepared or they don't show up at all. Now you have set out a specific amount of time for them or whatever activity you guys are supposed to do and it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's very important that you say that. Um, sometimes we feel obligated to have um, to stay over if someone else is late but that can be a boundary that you said if they're 15 minutes then you leave that can be an important boundary to set absolutely so next we're going to discuss rigid versus healthy versus porous boundaries So rigid boundaries, people with rigid boundaries, they frequently keep others at a distance. So a lot of times they keep others at a distance because they want to avoid rejection. Not saying that the rejection is gonna actually happen, whether it is relationship-wise or it's with their family members and friends. They keep others at that distance to avoid even a possible rejection. These people also respect others for help. Again, they're afraid that the other person might say no or they're afraid that the other person may judge them. 
based on the information they shared, which goes to the next point that these people also are very protective of any personal information. Mm. So these are the people that you may have a hard time with, like pulling teeth when you talk to them, when you ask them questions, even the simplest of questions, their birthdays or if they're in a relationship or if they live near somewhere in particular, these people hold close to those that information because they're afraid um, of what may happen if someone is allowed into that space. Oh, you know how you how people say a hit dog a holler. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm hollering. That's what I was about to ask. Are you hollering? <laughs> I'm definitely hollering. Um, just a moment of transparency because I know we were talking about boundaries previously with physical boundaries. I mentioned that I have rigid boundaries when it comes to physical boundaries. Um, I also can identify mostly with rigid boundaries because I am someone that likes to keep people at a distance. I rarely ask anybody for help and I'm very protective of my personal information. And that just happened today. I sat through a 12 to 4 training where it was very much so about sharing and leaning in and, and sharing your experiences. And guess how many times I spoke? No. Yeah. Oh, I need that. Maybe maybe you gave them three, three to five finishes. Girl, I spoke one time and that was it. Oh, no. Because I don't know these people. (laughs) No, but that's exactly how I can identify with being um, someone that has rigid boundaries because I did not want to get my personal information out. I don't know you. You don't know me. That's none of your business. So that's something that I could probably learn to work on. Thanks for the transparency. I can say um, I've experienced the other end with some people with rigid boundaries and from someone that's trying to get close or trying to form a friendship or relationship. That can be tough to um, deal with someone who has rigid boundaries. So we all got something to work on. So glad you can acknowledge it. I also want to say, too, that I think that it has something to do with our culture as a Black community, because how many times have you heard your parents say, when we go out the house, you don't tell nobody what goes on in these four walls, or you don't say nothing about our business. So I think that translates into other aspects of our lives to where we don't want to share anything that other people should not be privy to. So I think it's a cultural thing as well. Yes, I can agree with that because I um, talk and I think that's why as a child I was um, very quiet when it comes to um, meeting new people or people that were outside of the household. You're very right about that. Mm -hmm. So the next one is what we strive for and strive to meet disability is called Healthy Boundaries. Um, consists of individuals with healthy boundaries can say no when they desire to, but are also comfortable opening themselves up to close and intimate relationships. Um, people who know how to set healthy boundaries value their own opinion, can communicate their personal wants and needs to others, and they do not overshare or undershare personal information. So that's like right in a little balance. 
you don't want to overshare, not undershare. You can communicate what you want and need to others. Um, and you also recognize that your opinion holds value and so that it deserves to be shared. Boundaries tend to get too involved with others. They're often dependent upon the opinions of others. They have difficulty saying no to the requests of others. And they overshare personal information. Mm. I can say that when I was younger, I might have had trouble saying no to other people's requests. They asked me to do something, especially adults, you know, even as a child, especially adults. Yeah. I would have issues saying no to their requests. That's important that I mentioned um, teaching our children mm-hmm. that it's okay to say that is very important, not just okay, but that it's important for them to say absolutely yeah I think that's important too um I can say that I don't recall ever having chorus boundaries I've always been in between rigid and healthy however I will say that I do identify with difficulty saying no to the request of others when it comes to people that I care about like my family um so I can have a test the next morning or a paper that I have to do and something will come up where I might need to watch my nieces or I might have to run out and do something. I got a, t- a deadline to turn this paper in to complete this test. And I just have the hardest time saying no. So that is the time that I've been, um, I've exhibited porous boundaries. Yeah, we all have something that we can work on. And that's why we are talking about steps to setting healthy boundaries. So we are going to give you guys the tips that you need to fall in that category of healthy boundaries, to learn how to say no, to be also comfortable opening up to those close and intimate relationships. So Raven's gonna give us our first step and we'll go from there. Okay, so step number one is clearly identify your boundaries. So that that means you need to recognize what you want your boundaries to be before you can implement them. And so that means what guidelines, limits, or rules must be upheld so that you feel comfortable and safe. Knowing the answer to this question will allow you to be more confident about your expectations and will help to reduce misunderstandings by others. And so that also means getting comfortable with the word rule. Some people don't like that word and tend to break the rules. But when it comes to setting boundaries for yourself and for protecting your mental health, that is something that we'll have to learn to become comfortable with. So ask yourself questions under each type of boundary that we went over earlier, such as material boundaries. Do you need your siblings to stop borrowing all your clothes? <clears throat> yes. Or, <laughs> or is it just your new ones that you have not worn yet that are off limits? So that's an example. 
Yes, and I'm gonna say um, that was a personal example mm-hmm. from uh, my middle school days when my sister used to go in my um, room and borrow my clothes. Mine at all her borrowing the clothes. The issue was her borrowing the new ones that I had not worn yet. Ah, okay. One day, I was looking at her school pictures, and there she is in her school pictures with my new outfit. Not your new outfit. Yes, girl. I was upset. I was angry. And that was a boundary for me. She had crossed it. Oh, honey. So I'm going to tell you guys what to do about that in just a second when someone crosses your boundaries. But number two is understand why you need that specific boundary. So why is this boundary important to you? If you know the answer to this question, you can more easily defend your boundary if someone tries to talk you out of it. So again, do this with each of those boundaries that we discussed. Hmm. So for example, let's say physical boundaries. has a key to your house to stop dropping by whenever they want to. Mm. Because while, of course, you love and care for them, there are times when you just really need your own space. You better say it again. If that person wants to visit, the best thing It's for you guys to schedule a date and time that works best for you guys. Just because somebody has a key to your house doesn't give them access to your life. Set some boundaries. Yes. No one on this world, in this world, should have access to you 24-7-365. Amen. Okay, so the next step is number three, decide what happens if your request is not respected. Okay, so and that will happen, that definitely will happen. Mm-hmm. You set a boundary, you communicated that boundary, and they don't respect that boundary. So then you have to decide what happens next. So, what will happen if someone violates your boundary by following through with this action? person is more likely to take you seriously and respect your boundaries in the future so each type of boundary needs a reaction to be broken i'm sorry each type of boundary needs a reaction to the broken boundary so for an example with sexual boundaries the person you are dating may make sexual comments but sexual touching is off limits until you are in an official relationship So if he or she attempts to touch you sexually, you will give a warning stating that if the behavior happens again, you will no longer feel comfortable discussing sex with them. 
If the behavior continues after the warning, you will follow through and stop discussing sex with them. Because at that point, it is clear that that person does not respect what you want. So our next step is to be direct. Don't apologize for having boundaries. It's your right to say no. Be assertive. Say it clearly, but be respectful. Avoid something that I used to do as a child, as a teenager especially, giving the silent treatment. Mm-mm. Avoid that at all costs. And then on the other end, for the aggressive people, avoid yelling, person, all of that. So when you respectfully communicate your rules, it helps to ensure you and the people around you are on the same page. Use that confident body language. That's making eye contact with the person, facing them while you're talking to them, and keeping that steady tone of voice. Because if you're like me, people can tell when you're being sarcastic by your <laughs> change in voice. So keep that steady tone of voice. And ways that you may start that conversation off. I'm not comfortable with this. Then explain to them what about their behavior is making you uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Or please don't do that. Then give them the behavior that they should not do. Or another start. I don't want to do that. So that's telling them the limits of something that you do not want to do. So just some conversation starters to get you started with talking to somebody else about those Okay. So another suggestion is to begin with tighter boundaries, but be willing to compromise. So what that means is it's much easier to loosen up tight boundaries than it is to tighten up loose boundaries. For example, with emotional boundaries, if you share with your friends that you experienced abuse as a child, you cannot take that information back. So it's best to gradually share information as the relationship progresses. Maybe start off with, I had a difficult childhood. And then go further as you feel comfortable. So when appropriate, also listen and consider the needs of others. It is not necessary for you to compromise on all of your boundaries, but remember that relationships and friendships are a give and take process. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle when it comes to setting boundaries 
they feel like if their boundaries are too rigid that they um, will run the other person off. But again, we're not creating rigid boundaries. We're creating more tight, healthy boundaries. And when we say tight, we want boundaries that are solid and not continuously changing, even though we grow. And that's our next point. We want boundaries that aren't changing as day by day or changing specifically because of a certain situation. But our next point is to address violations early. Somebody oversteps your boundaries. It is best to address those early. So before you get upset that someone is crossing your boundaries, you must make certain that you have communicated to them. And sometimes with that, you may not even realize that something bothers you until it actually happens. Mm -hmm. That means that boundary has not yet been communicated, which means that after it happens and it upsets you or bothers you, then you need to set that boundary. So it's okay if you notice something bothers you that didn't bother you before we change we grow we learn new things we experience new things so that means we set a new boundary so after you have communicated that boundary then that's when you address the violations that first time around no matter how minor the violation is. So with our earlier situation, for example, your mom coming in, you guys agree to meet at home at six o'clock on Friday. She instead shows up at four o'clock on Friday. It's just two hours earlier, mm-hmm. but it's violation of her boundaries. Time to talk to her. So if something angers you or causes resentment, or you find yourself complaining or whining about it, it is time for you to boundary and address the issue. Yes. And so also to go along with that, we have to learn how to plan ahead when we are setting boundaries. So some people, especially those who are used to abusing, controlling, or or manipulating, or if you have people that are abusing, controlling, or manipulating you, they will test your boundaries. So you have to learn how to be assertive and remain firm. Make certain your behaviors match your boundaries. And supportive people in your life will respect your boundaries. So this is a quote that I found off of Facebook. The only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who are benefiting from you having none. So 
keep that quote in mind and remove anyone who does not respect your boundaries. Yes. And I saw that quote on Facebook and I was like, yeah, this definitely applies. So if you have someone that has been used to running over you, used to taking up all of your time, used to you being on their time and following their rules without you having any, then of course they are going to be upset or angered or bothered when you start to set boundaries. But you will know at this point that those people in our current word of the year are toxic. Absolutely. So time to push them out the door. Goes along with setting boundaries. Yes, yes it does. In our recording, we have so far talked about setting boundaries with other people. Mm-hmm. But for our article of the month, we want to point out that it is also important to set boundaries with yourself as well. That, that may be the most important place to start when setting boundaries. Okay. So mid-August, pop star Lizzo, she went live on Instagram after releasing a video to her new single with Cardi B. In this live, Lizzo cried as she spoke on hate comments, calling her a mammy, and other terms she addressed as fatphobic and so life in general can be difficult we all know we all things and sometimes social media can make those difficult times even worse so we must have limits within ourselves get us and to keep us safe and healthy so setting self boundaries it can be difficult when you have not had the opportunity to watch others such as your parents and older family members set boundaries but we created this podcast for a reason we are out here Trying to break a generational curse. Mm-hmm. So, along with Lizzo, each one of us needs to limit the amount of time that we spend on social media to protect our mental health. So, what are your thoughts on that, Raven? Um, I can definitely agree with setting some limitations to how frequently we subject ourselves to social media only because 
some people can get on social media and it changes their whole mood. Like, it can affect their whole life. Um, me personally, I only get on social media when I want to kiki. So it doesn't necessarily negatively affect me. But if you are someone that has a hard time managing your social use and it affects your time, it affects your ability to get things done. It affects your mental health in regard to like body checking, comparing yourself to others, how you look in this dress and how someone else looks in this dress, um, comments up under your post. If that's something that completely um, overwhelms your life and takes over your mental state, then that's when you need to look at, hmm, maybe I might need to set a boundary in here and only allow myself to be on when I am in a space where I can be there and it not negatively affect me. What about you, Burns? I would say um, I can agree with that, but I'm, when I guess that depending on what you share on social media and how vulnerable you are on social media, but most of the time, I'm not sharing much. And the things that I do share are for, um, <laughs> I don't take much seriously. But if you're a more um, sensitive person, um, but also if you're going through difficult times, find that the people that you have aren't very supportive. Not only the, um, the amount of time you spend on social media, but again, like you said, in uh, setting those boundaries, maybe some people you need to get rid of on your uh, pages. And follow some people or block some people. Whatever makes you um, comfortable at that time, that's a part of setting boundaries for yourself as well. Right. And to follow that, I'm going to pull an excerpt from the journal, St. Mary's University Independent Student Publication. And it's on the importance of setting boundaries. It was published on January 1st, 2021. So it is fairly new. Um. And Burns, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. It says, setting and keeping boundaries is an important part of mental, physical, and emotional well-being. So what we can imagine a boundary is, is imagine a property line between two houses or a fence between your house and my house. Imagine if someone is always over on your side of the fence or they take it upon themselves to plant a tree on your side of the property. Uh-uh, that is not okay. Not at all. Okay? You have to learn how to correct that behavior in a respectful manner by being assertive, not aggressive, assertive. And then it also has three um, different examples. So this one states, boundaries look different for everyone. One person may put up a boundary with their friends if they're trying to quit drinking. 
maybe they'll tell their friends that they don't want to be invited out to a bar so they don't want them to talk about being drunk in front of them boundaries can also be off-limit conversations so for example it states when you attend a family dinner someone always asks when are you getting married or having children but (laughs) it happens all the time doesn't it it does it does and it goes on to say, but you aren't comfortable discussing that. You can request that these topics are off limits and ask to talk about those things. So that's an example. Professor I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say for that example just made me think of um, something that a lot of my um, Facebook friends that we discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that. A lot of women, especially mention when it comes to their interaction with older adults in their family, whether it's great aunts or um, grandparents, mm-hmm. they mention um, when they see them, especially if it's been a while. Oh, you gain weight. Well, that's one of the things that you have to get comfortable in setting boundaries, like. Um, with talking to those people, maybe not even maybe because you got to be assertive again. Mm-hmm. Every time that we come in contact, I don't need you mentioning my weight. Thank you. I got mirrors all through my house. I do not need you to tell me. Yeah. So that's that's just something that popped up in my head while you were talking about that. And I'm gonna follow up on that too because just so we can have a little kinky going at the moment because I saw on Twitter today where it said it said something like I am so tired of going around my family listening to them tell me how they think I'm overweight. Every time they see me, they get bigger while is is laying on top of her They're not looking in the mirror and they think nobody else is either. Mm-hmm. That, may be, that may be it. Okay. Now we got our little kiki in. Um, the next section of this excerpt says professional boundaries. Good topic. Professional boundaries with your employees or coworkers are also important. For example, if you are a teaching assistant, you might have a boundary up with your students that you don't discuss too much information about your personal life. You may not want to add your students on social media because this crosses the line between your professional and your personal life. What are your thoughts on that, Uh, yeah. As, let me see. I'm trying to remember if I was a sophomore or junior, something like that, when I was volunteering in undergrad at the Boys and Girls Club. Of course, um, the kids at our age, the kids were younger, and they um, loved us coming in. So they always wanted to know what our social media was like, 
And I had one um, student, I don't know how she found out my last name, but she found me on Facebook. And I recently went through, and again, this was about five years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I recently went through my block list on Facebook, and there she was still sitting. So, definitely there has to be um, some boundaries with uh, work and whether it's your clients or your coworkers. Absolutely. Definitely there has to be some boundaries set there. Right. I I too, especially in the field that we're in, um, I've had clients, I'm starting to treat people that are in our same age group now. So, social media is very prominent in this um, (coughs) generation and so I'll come home every now and then I'll check my Facebook or my Instagram and I'll see a client that has added me knowing good and well that we have gone over informed consent and I have asked them to refrain from adding me on any social media platform as that is not conducive to a client therapist relationship however they do it anyways and I find myself going and having that conversation with them as you mentioned, and just letting them know, like, hey, we can't have this. This is not professional. Um, and same thing with coworkers. Just because we work together for forty hours a week, just saying that just hurts my heart. Like, I just don't understand forty hours a week. Anyway, um, just because we work together five days a week, forty hours, does not mean that I'm your friend. Friend, we work together. And I don't need you to see what I have going on in my private life and then bringing that Monday's lunch together. That's a boundary. Yeah, definitely with coworkers, I can attest to that. Outside of work and me inside of work are kind of two different people, not totally different because I still have the same personality, but I'm more comfortable um, with certain aspects of my life outside of work and sharing those with my friends and family that's our own social media. So it's something that I say, even jokes that my coworkers may take more seriously that I would prefer to keep with my friends so yeah that's definitely a boundary that I have right okay and so the last excerpt from this article states boundaries are also necessary in intimate relationships for example if your partner wants to spend all their time with you it could be a lot in this case you might request that you guys spend some time apart doing other activities so physical boundaries with others are also important to discuss some people love receiving hugs and others don't like being touched. We already talked about that. Neither is right or wrong, but it's important to clearly communicate what your boundaries are. <clears throat> and that can um, be referred back to being in an intimate relationship. I know sometimes, ladies, when we're on our menstrual cycle, I don't even want to be looked at, much less touched. So I clearly communicate that. I'm just not in the mood right now. I'm hot. I'm hurting. And I just don't want y'all up on me. So that's a boundary that I may have at certain times of the month. But there are also other boundaries that we can have while in intimate relationships. What do you think, Byron? I'm just saying that's where I have to 
follow the other person's boundaries because I'm I'm kind of the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about on last month's podcast, mine is quality time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just um, laughing in my head because I remember a status that someone um, shared and it was talking something about um, the girl. She was like, I want to spend as much time as I can with my boyfriend even while he's at work, I don't mind. Um, I just want to be in his back pocket. Oh. <laughs> yes. So, that, that's me sometimes. Okay. That just is. And I ain't wrong with that. As long as you show that. That's the boundary that I understand. Everybody needs their personal time. So, I don't get upset about that. But if I could, I would be in his back pocket. Okay. All right. So that was our um, scholarly article for the month. We're going to move into, guess what? <laughs> you guessed it, takeaways and homework. Um, so we're going to just go over what's the main components of this month's podcast is, which is number one, clearly identify your boundaries. Number two, understand why you need that specific boundary. Three, Decide what happens if your request is not respected. Next is be direct. Apologize for having boundaries. Don't apologize for having boundaries. Sorry. Do not apologize for having boundaries in place. Five would be begin with tighter boundaries, but be willing to compromise. Six is address violations early. And the last one is to plan ahead. So the homework that we want you guys to participate in is this. For the third time this week, your coworker waits until an hour before you all get off to ask you to take him home after work. I already had this. Ask you an hour before you all get off to take you, take him home to, to work. You have plans to meet your friends who you haven't seen in months for drinks 30 minutes after work and your co-worker lives 20 minutes in the opposite direction of where you're headed. How will you respond? Let us know. We can't wait to hear your response. You can DM us or comment on one of our social media pages at Melanated and Misguided. So answer that excerpt for us what would you do how would you respond how do you handle that situation if your co-worker for the third time this week an hour before you get off you already got plans with your girls or with your guys to go hang out get some drinks 30 minutes after work and he asks you to take him home and it's 20 minutes driving in the other direction so that means you gotta drive 50 minutes back to where you're trying to go i'm just saying um, so we can't wait to hear your response. You can DM us or comment again on any one of our social media pages. Let us know what you would do. Yeah, I can't wait to hear those responses because it's something that is not uncommon, unfortunately, especially if you've done it those first two times. Then that person now that they have you and you may be willing to do it again. Mm-hmm. That's how things become a habit that we never intended to become a habit. 
So setting boundaries so that things like that do not occur. It's time now that we recommend a local black therapist. So for our local black therapist, these last two, what I have had the opportunity to do is log on to Therapy for Black Girls, their website, and find some therapists in the area of our podcast listeners. So we are able to see where our listeners live, like the area. And so far, we have a lot of listeners from Alabama, Georgia, and we've had listeners from two other countries. I can't remember off the top of my head, but two other countries we've had listeners from. I think there's Sweden and Germany. I think so. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys out there for listening. And we want to hear, we want to see some listeners from other areas. So share with your friends that don't live in Alabama or Georgia. But for this local black therapist, Found someone who is located in the Tuscaloosa area. We have listeners from that live in Tuscaloosa. So we have Melanie Bruner. And her website and Her big name is Represent Wellness, and you can find her at representwellness.com. She offers online and in-person services. Her contact information, her phone number is 205-409. Eight two four eight, and she specializes in serving men and women of color who are struggling with anxiety, with grief and loss, trauma, relationship issues, and work and life stressors. So she offers these sessions in individuals. She also offers family sessions and then group counseling as well. So you are in the Tuscaloosa area. Reach out to Melanie and check out her services. Yes. And shout out to, like you said again, Therapy for Black Girls. It's one of my favorites resources for mental health for the black community if you're looking for someone in your area they break it down by area phone number email what they specialize in all the things that burns just went over you can find that and it's easily accessible to you um so it's that time again where we wrap up we are so honored and excited that you guys decided to tune in again to medicine for the melanated and misguided again our podcast is once a month 
so we share as much information as we can throughout our hourly session a month if you made it this far thank you subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend about the podcast and you guys have been doing a wonderful job with that so keep it up and don't forget to follow our podcast page on social media facebook instagram and twitter where we post weekly positive quotes and stats on mental health along with reminders about each episode just in case you forget so we can't wait for you to tune in to next month's episode where we gave you guys a surprise with voting for last month this month we have another surprise oh drum roll please we are going to have our first guest shut up our first guest Until, Until next time, time. take care. Take care.